0: Welcome to Trinity Health's brand new podcast, Living Our Values, brought to you by your colleagues from Mission Integration. Our nationwide ministry spans the continuum of care in order to be people's most trusted partner in health throughout their life. Through all the ways we provide care, we are bound together by the legacy of our founders. This legacy informs who we are, how we provide care, and is rooted in our core values of reverence, commitment to those who are poor, safety, justice, stewardship, and integrity. In this podcast, we will hear stories from colleagues across Trinity Health about the care we provide, the legacy we steward, and the core values we seek to embody. In this, our first season, we will hear stories from leaders across the system who, through the challenges brought on by the pandemic and civil unrest, found hope in the way we live our values. My name is Dr. Sean Lansing, and I serve Trinity Health as the mission leader for Mount Karma Health System. On our podcast today is Deanna Stewart, the president of Mount Carmel Health System Foundation. Deanna, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you. I'm delighted to be with you today, Sean.
0: Before we dive in, could you share with our listeners a little bit about your professional journey? What got you to be the president of Mount Carmel Health System Foundation?
1: It's a journey of two segments. I started out my career working for AT and T in their general management program, and rounded across the business. And then I made the switch to the nonprofit world and ultimately ended up at Mount Carmel Foundation about six years ago. And in this role, I have two primary responsibilities. I'm the chief fundraiser for the hospital system. And I also work closely with our foundation board to invest in impactful programs that support our patients, our colleagues, and our clinicians. And just to give you a sense of the size, as a result of incredible generosity from our donors, the foundation is able to fund six to seven million dollars each year in programs that positively impact the lives of more than a hundred thousand people.
0: That's fantastic. That's an amazing impact.
1: Well thank you. It's the donors that make it possible and it's the Mount Carmel colleagues that make it real.
0: Yeah, for sure. What I love about the work that you do is that it's so rooted in all of the core values that we're living as a Trinity Health System. And as you know, this podcast is called Living Our Values, and, and I'm excited about you sharing a story about this recent time. But it's just it's so clear in the work that the foundation does and the work that you do and the voice that you have, how deeply important it is for you to animate our core values. So I'm excited to talk about our core values with you.
1: Thank you. I'm excited about it as well.
0: So, as you know, for over a year, this is not news to anybody, right? We've been living through this pandemic, and it's been a challenging time both locally, challenging time nationally, and a challenging time globally. COVID-19 has kind of wrapped its arms around us, but so is the civil unrest that's gripped our country. I know that in the position that you serve and the lens that you have, that you certainly probably have seen quite a bit in this last year, 14 months. Can you share a story about, or an experience from during this last several months that has really had an impact on you and has stayed with you since the pandemic began?
1: Yes, I'd be glad to. And I'd like to start by setting the stage and unwinding the tape to use old language. And Mount Carmel admitted our first COVID-19 patient on March 13th, 2020. And from that day forward, everything changed dramatically. Scheduled surgeries stopped. There was an intense search early on for personal protective equipment. The incident command structure was activated. ICUs were incredibly strained, and then schools went online, daycares closed, and those who could began working from home. And so within the hospital walls, frenzied work was underway to grapple with COVID-19 and save lives. And then outside of the hospitals, Life and social interaction as we knew it ceased. And as a result, financial pressures were incredibly intense. And Mount Carmel, like many regional health ministries, had to make some very difficult decisions to right-size to ensure future sustainability. So let's turn now and talk about our frontline caregivers and our incredible healthcare care heroes and sheroes who provided exceptional and compassionate care of very sick patients who were not able to be visited by family and friends during this time and i've heard so many heartbreaking stories about colleagues holding patients hands as they passed so they would not be alone and at the same time our community health and well-being colleagues pivoted their programs so they could still provide critical services safely to the vulnerable, the poor, and the underserved. And so our colleagues were working tirelessly, courageously, and compassionately, often without breaks during incredibly long and stressful shifts. They put their patients first always. So let's pivot then to some work that I've had the privilege of being involved in and a story I'd like to share. You know, during this time, many people in the community wanted to help, to help support our amazing colleagues, but they just frankly didn't know what to do or how to go about it. And so this desire to help, coupled with a needs assessment, led to the creation of a program we called Operation Gratitude. And you'll recall it, Sean, you were part of the core team with this. It enabled us to connect with caring individuals, businesses, and schools who leaned in to provide a variety of meaningful love and support to our colleagues, including Thank you cards and messages, and the handmade cards from young kids were especially touching and oh so cute. Um, Infection control compliant individual snacks, drinks, and meals for clinicians to grab on the run, whether that's breakfast, lunch, or just a bag of pretzels. I mentioned the scarcity of PPE and hand sanitizers, especially early. We had many gifts from donors of that particular product. In the fun category, folks would line up for spirited colleague clap-ins and clap-outs during shift changes, and we even received thousands, thousands of beautiful poinsettia plants in December from a local nursery that were given to our caregivers, and You know, these expressions of gratitude continue. Recently, one of our longtime corporate partners on their own decided to give butt cakes to all of our nurses with special notes of thanks in recognition of Nurses Week. Now, many people were moved to make financial gifts to the foundation during this time as well. No surprise, the most popular funds were the COVID-19 fund, and in our case, the Sister Rose Thomas Colleague Emergency Fund. And I'm really delighted to report that across Trinity, more than $9 million was raised in COVID response funds. And thanks to generous donors, each Trinity ministry now has a colleague emergency fund in place. So for me, it's been inspirational to see this outpouring of love and support and the incredibly positive impact it's had on our patients and our colleagues.
0: Well, I think that last line, it hit the nail on the head, the outpouring of love and support. I remember early on, I was at Grove City during that week of March, and it was that first, or maybe it was the second weekend, I can't remember. And people were really scared, you know, or colleagues, but you wouldn't know from the care that they were giving. And I'll never forget, I'm sure you remember this, somebody had chalk painted in the parking lot. We're thinking of you... We love you. And seeing clinicians, some even the hard-nosed clinicians, you know, just show me the facts, folks were, were got teared up. You know, it really meant something. That Operation Gratitude events you're talking about happened this last January, just this February, when kind of the initial urgency had kind of worn down. But for our doctors and nurses and, and other clinicians, nothing had really worn down yet. And I remember folks saying how much it meant to them that people were still thinking about them.
1: Absolutely. You know, because if you think about it, our folks working in the hospitals from the doctors the nurses, EVS, all of them, you're basically talking 14, 15 months of what I call combat duty with no let up.
0: No, that's it. And just worrying about their families and all of that. I think about our core values in that time. Oftentimes we think about the way that we as colleagues live out the core values to kind of create a culture, but their story is a real example of our core values being lived out within the whole entire community that we're a part of. You could hear and feel the reverence that they were having for the work that was going on. They were really lifting up that reverence, and I appreciate that story. It reminded me of so many of the, the emotions that I had during that time.
1: Absolutely, yeah. and it, if you're like me, Sean, it seems like an eternity ago, and yet it was not. <laughs> it good, was it just, was, you know, December and January. This,
0: <laughs> just a few short months ago. I know, right. it, I, exactly, um, I really resonated with that. Thank you for sharing that story. When you think about the future as we move forward, both as a hospital system, as a community, as somebody who's thinking about the philanthropic landscape, what are your hopes and what are your fears for the future?
1: I think that's the right question, at least for me, because it's the yin and the yang, and I have thoughts on both. And I'll start by saying I believe there is no return to normal. Rather, we're returning to a new normal or a next normal. The challenges are going to continue as many businesses struggle financially and healthcare systems like Trinity, Mount Carmel, work to determine how best to continue to provide exceptional and compassionate care in this new world. So what does next normal mean in terms of new patient care models, staffing, technology, telemedicine, to just name a few? That's one item for me. The other thing is we do not yet know the long-term mental health impact of the pandemic, but it is clear that there will be a significant increase in cases and needs in this vital area. Now that said, Personally, I believe the vaccine provides the pathway out of the pandemic, and I've taken every opportunity I have personally and on social media to share that point of view to get the word out. And while millions of people in the U.S. have been vaccinated, the significant slowdown of vaccine rates is concerning. And I've been encouraged by Mount Carmel's work in this space to truly meet people where they are. And again, Sean, this is another team you and I have the privilege of serving together on, but having to do things like pop-up vaccine clinics culturally appropriate educational pieces, and partnerships with trusted community partners is critical. And I was reminded recently during a game of our minor league baseball team, the Columbus Clippers, we were on site delivering one-shot vaccines to 200 people. So talk about meeting people where they are. I think that's a great example of making it easy and removing obstacles. So As I think about the future, I am hopeful. Personally, I have a new sense of appreciation for many things that perhaps I took for granted in the past. The power of personal relationships and spending time together, a recommitment to family, friends, colleagues, And just being able to hug one another are things that give me hope and joy. And professionally, I'm also hopeful. The shared experience of the pandemic, and you pointed this out, has elevated the vital work that Mount Carmel provides in our hospitals and out in the community. And our street medicine program was recently highlighted on 60 Minutes. And this led to a spontaneous outpouring of donations from across the country. And many of these gifts came in online with wonderful messages of encouragement, such as, and I share one, quote, I was so impressed by your efforts to help those in need. You folks are what is good in America keep up the good work and i end the quote and so yes the future is filled with challenges however it is also filled with opportunity and i hope compassion and true caring for one another
0: yeah, I just came back. It's funny you mentioned the pop-up clinics. I just came back from St. Dominic's pop-up clinic, one of the other places we were giving the Pfizer vaccine. We were giving the second dose of the Pfizer vaccine and everybody showed up but one person who couldn't make it and had promised to go to the clinic. So we believe we're gonna have 100% showing up for the second vaccine. Isn't that great? And I, to your point is if we can meet people where they're at, we can still meet a tremendous need. To me, all of this really speaks for us as a system, for us as Trinity, how do we have integrity? If we are faithful to who we say we are, how are we making sure that we're not creating systems that people have to bring themselves to, but we're creating systems of care where we're going out to people? That's so important.
1: It's so important in terms of our core values. And then I go back to something you mentioned earlier, the social justice movement that has swept the country over the past year and the highlight that has put on things like systemic racism. The way this vaccine planning committee has gone about its work from a community standpoint, this is in addition to our big clinics in the hospital. But from a community standpoint, has been very thoughtful about where do we need to go in terms of folks that may have the most difficulty, you know, with transportation or access to the vaccine. And that's one way that we have commitment to those who are poor and integrity and stewardship. And so I've been proud of that work and it's changing lives one person, one family at a time.
0: Absolutely. I really, too, I resonate and I appreciate your personal reflections on regaining that sense of what we may have taken for granted, and I certainly have experienced that myself recently reminding myself things that we take for granted can disappear, and how do I challenge myself to steward the relationships that I'm in, in ways that highlight how important they are and how special they are. I think that's a good lesson, Uh, I appreciate you saying that.
1: It's a good reminder and for my hope for myself I hope I don't have to get smacked upside the head with another pandemic to remind life lessons like this.
0: <laughs> That's right. May the may the next learning moment be a little more gentle.
1: Just a little light bulb works for me.
0: <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Well, Deanna, I really appreciate your stories. I appreciate your commitment to the community, to Mount Carmel, and just to this shared sense of core values that we share Trinity-wide. So our time's coming to an end, but thank you so much for being here and spending time with us and sharing stories with us. I really appreciate that.
1: Well, thank you, I consider it a privilege and a pleasure to serve as the Mount Carmel Trinity team member. So I've enjoyed our time together today too, Sean.
0: Wonderful. Well, I'm your host, Sean Lansing. Until next time, be well. Thank you for listening, and we hope you are inspired by the stories that remind us of who we are, the legacy we steward, and the core values we seek to embody. May we always work to serve together in the spirit of the gospel as a transforming and healing presence within our communities.